Welcome to Gardening Talk, back on 2 and you are at FM. Greg Richard joined by Judy Sharp again. Judy, great to see you back in the studio with us. Yeah, good to see you, Greg. Likewise. Now, what do you got lined up for us today, Judy? Well, I thought it's now the rain's arrived. We could talk about planting some annuals, which last week I was very reluctant to do. Yeah. Um, and also, um, last week, remember Leslie rang from Salamander? Yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah, well, I checked up with Scott about that and um, I rang her and yep. she was most grateful. Oh, good. Uh, yeah, so, you know, a couple of few things along the way. Was, was Scott right or wrong? Uh, no. Scott was actually uh, talking about um, a pest called dollar spot. Right. And it's a fungal uh, uh, disease. Jeez. And you spray it with mancozeb. Uh, and she was delighted because she'd tried everything else. And he said it was just uh, someone must have rung up about their lawn and why it was going brown. Mm. And um, uh, so she said, oh, that's got to be it. So she was most relieved. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she was lovely. So, um, you know, I mean, I tested his memory a little bit, <laughs> which can be difficult, mm -hmm. you know, what he's like. Uh, but anyway, so when I rang her, she said, oh, I'm so relieved. She said, I knew he was talking about something that I probably had. That's good. Well, it's good that people are listening and they don't have to ring themselves as well, yeah, I guess. Yeah, it is, yeah, yeah. Now, last week, Judy, you put me on the spot thinking you could stump me with, with St. Patrick's Day, so planting sweet pea. Yeah. And then you went, what do you plant in April? And you thought you were going to stump me, but I said, it's poppies, wasn't it? That was the right answer. Well, you, because you came up with Anzac Day first. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And that's what led us into it, yeah. So well, we've got to start preparing for that now? Yes, we do. Uh, even though April's well, next week, week, Poppy's uh, Anzac Day is the 24th, isn't it, or the 25th? 25th. 25th. Well, there. Yeah. I was close. <laughs> um, yes, it's time now. Poppies love lime. Oh, right they love yep. lime. So what you do is you dig into your garden beds uh, poultry manure mm -hmm. and once you plant the poppies, you leave. You have to leave that in the soil for a week or two. So if you do it now, you're going to be ready for Anzac Day. And then after you plant, about a week later, you just scatter around a little bit of lime. They love lime. Right. I didn't oh, know that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. the secret is um, in summer, plants like cow manure. In yep. winter, they like poultry. Would, do you have an explanation for that or it's just... Well, I do, but you, do you want me to be technical? No, I how, can you put it in layman's terms? <laughs> All right, okay, okay. Well, most things that we plant in the garden in summer, uh, they like acidic soil and cow manure is acidic. Yeah, okay. But in winter, they like alkaline soil. And chicken manure is alkaline. <laughs> That's yes. exactly right. And so is lime, of course. And when I, you know, get new members of staff on, I always say, remember in alkaline there's an L and mm -hmm. there's an L in lime. And you can't go wrong. wrong. Okay, that's yeah. fair enough. Good idea. Yeah. And we've got Kelly from Brankston and she wants to use Swift Grow on fruit trees. Oh, that's an interesting one, Kelly. Who, yeah, um We've, we've actually, my husband got some Swift Grow and he's been using it on his fruit trees. Right. But I want to know if I can use it on my orchids. Oh, look, can you tell me which company makes it? Um, I think they're called Swift Grow. It's Barramundi Poo. Oh. Oh, interesting. Well, um, 
Look, it'd be just something like using sea salt, but right. I wouldn't use it on your orchids. Okay. No, oh, yeah. just use, uh, you know, a reputable orchid food. Um, yeah. If you've only got one or two orchids, uh, oh, there's... I have lots. You've got lots, okay. Yes. Well, have you ever been along to any of the orchid shows? I haven't, and I really probably should do that. Yeah, look, they're very interesting to talk to. Uh, I used to have them every year at, down at the nursery giving a chat, and there'd be a 100 people there, and they just enjoy it so much. And it's interesting to see them just rip the orchids apart and um, replant them. But yeah, um, yep. uh, they always use uh, a product which comes in yellow, it's in a container, yellow, and then a blue container. And you use okay. them at different times of the year. Okay, and, yeah. And we only ever recommend it for someone that has a lot of orchids because mm-hmm. there is another simple product that's made by um, Searles called... Um, uh, yes. <laughs> Sorry, ment- mental block then. <laughs> mental block. Uh, anyway, it's uh, made by Searles and it's uh, just a little powder you put in the liquid in the water when you're watering them. But if you've got a lot of orchids, I would go looking for the proper orchid food. Um, Right, okay. And uh, you buy two. You buy the yellow one and the blue one because, yep, you use them at different times. And you're at Brankston, aren't you? I'm wondering, um, you might be able to get that up at um, the nursery there at Nalkabar. Oh, okay, yep. Or if not, I'm sure Heritage Gardens would have it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. And you could just yep. ring them and say, that silly woman on the radio show today, she, <laughs> she, she couldn't remember the name of it. But I do know one's yellow and one's yellow blue. And one's blue. One's blue. <laughs> and if you've got a lot, you need those. But don't please don't use that sea solly kind of thing yep. on your orchids. Yep. Okay. I haven't yet, so thank God I haven't. Okay. <laughs> it seems to work on the fruit trees, though. Yes, but you know, orchids are a diff. They they oh, can they be a bit touchy, too. little devils. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. they can be. Yeah, yeah, yes. So, all right. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Jeez, thanks, Kelly. We got Sue from Lambton, and she's got curl grub on her pot plants. Oh, Sue, I wish you hadn't rung me about this. <laughs> oh, sorry, Judy. Oh, there's a little. Well, Why? there's a little park next to the nursery, and it has in it. Yeah. One of only two horse troughs left in Newcastle, and it's heritage listed. Oh, how lovely. And yeah. I, I plant it out with flowers all the time. Uh, yeah. And uh, it just gives a bit of colour in the park. Nice. And yeah. yesterday we decided to change them over and put yeah. in some pansies and different things. And guess yeah. what? One of my staff dug up with his trail. Oh, wow. Well, grub. I did two pots. Yesterday, and I'm not exaggerating. There would have been a hundred oh, in I each know. pot, and they crawl. They make your skin crawl, don't they? There's so many of them. They're oh, writhing. Well, yeah, and and also, you know, that's the black beetle, and who knows whatever else that they they grow into, and then it wrecks the lawn. It does. Yes. So, no, you're yeah, right there. You're on the so right track. But I, look, Mr. Um, Google told me. Mr. Google told me about neem oil, and yeah. I've often wondered what neem oil is and what it's for. And now I know. Do you agree that I should be drenching 
the rest of, like, the same parts, even though I feel like I've eradicated them, but still put the neem oil on um, to make sure I've missed and haven't missed any. Well, why I, I was concerned then when you rang, because mm. the last thing I thought yesterday was leave a note for whoever's on duty today. We use mm. Carbral. Oh, yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah. and it's... Uh, neem oil is very expensive, but that's not a problem oh, yeah. because it does work very well. But the carbrels, okay. uh, we always use it and it does the job. And okay. uh, back in the day, uh, before there were all these um, uh, products to use on your lawn, everyone used yep. carbrel because oh. it kills the curl grub, it killed um, crickets and... Uh, Oh, so, well, I might use it on the lawn because I've used everything imaginable known to man, <laughs> and um, and um, and I'm still fighting them. Oh I'm no, starting they, to start to dream about these lawn grubs and <laughs> curl grubs. <laughs> well, the only bad news I've got for you: uh, last time we had them in this uh, lovely old horse trough, um, we decided we had to dig all the soil out, and it was a lot. Uh, because oh, we just couldn't beat them. We tried the carbral and, you know, if there's one or two left, they will keep multiplying. So Yeah, I know. But have uh, a go with I the carbral first. Seeds. I planted some um, flower seeds in those pots and um, and that was the other thing I was worried about. Will carbral hurt the seeds that I've planted? Uh no, it shouldn't. It shouldn't. Not really? No. Okay. No. The, right. the seeds haven't germinated yet, have they? No, no. They're just a tiny little, tiny little baby things, yes. Well, no, you could even... No, look, I think you'd be right because I've noticed... No, um, Anything I plant in this horse trough, uh, a lot of things self-seed, like nasturtiums and that, and, uh, yeah. you know, we've actually used the carbral while they've been in there, so I'll stick my neck out here and say you shouldn't have any problems. Yeah, I will. I won't come back and... <laughs> I won't come back and... Haunt me? <laughs> ...accuse you. No, not at all. Not at uh, all. But yeah, so if, I was um, astounded if... how many. Oh, and yeah. There was a, I had um, a couple of things there that looked like, you know, they always needed a drink. But Mr. Google told me that that's a telltale sign about curl grubs as well, is that they can look like they need a drink, but in actual fact, the plant doesn't. It's just under stress from the curl grubs having a... Well, you know what the curl roots. grubs do. The curl grubs eat the roots. Yeah, and yeah, they tr they go from one plant to the other. People will come in and say, "I've got a hedge, and it's only one plant that's dying." And they bring you in a few yeah. curl grubs, and I always warn them that when when they're finished eating one, they're going to go to the roots of the next one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, look. So um, anyway, I had a lovely time getting all these out. I just wish I still had my chooks because they would have gone eight over all these <laughs> They would have, they would and, have. Uh, yeah. But I, um, uh, when we had them really bad last time, the bucket was so full that it just, uh, and I don't get worried about insects and things like that, but I just no. felt, oh, yucka. You'd have to see them, Greg. Well, 
They're not playing. I've, well, I've I, seen um, them. I've been in my pots before. I just squashed them. Mm. Judy, I just squashed them as I went along with my fingers. Oh, mm. did you? Oh, I hope you had gloves yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did have gloves on. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. But that's a little, uh, that's a bit of a painstaking way to go. I'd definitely go and get some carbral. Yeah, okay. All right. I'll see you soon. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Bye, Thanks Sue. Bye. Bye. I think Scott Toby wants just to, when you dig them out, just flick them out in the road and let the birds go for them. Well, you could do that. It, yeah, I, I did try to do that, but sometimes my flicking wasn't always successful. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't want to pick them up and squeeze them. I just want to oh. yeah, flick them away. No, mm. no, no. Well, I just put them in a the bucket and we drown them. Oh, okay, that's a, another <laughs> just some real pleasant ways how to get how to get rid of curl grub. Talk about curl grubs before, but Elvie from Swansea has got a curl grub experience as well. It's, I'm assuming this is not going to be great. Elvie, please share it, please. Yes, yes. I I called actually one of the nurseries and said, "What what can I do?" And they said, "Just a matter of pick them up." But um, say I did about forty of them, but there were still heaps of left. So I thought, what the hell I'm going to do? And I, I put the bucket of water, cold water, and I put a good amount of uh, uh, cleaning vinegar. And I poured that between my plants. I left it for a week and uh, have a look, had a look at it. And they were black and hard and dead. And dead? Oh. Yes. So did you pour the vinegar on your plants? Yeah, between my plants, and I still ate my spinach and whatever I was growing there, tomatoes, they didn't hurt. Oh, yep. right. The vinegar didn't burn them. Well, something like that happened. They were black, and <laughs> I picked them up again and said, hey, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I mean, the vinegar didn't hurt your, your um, plants. No, no, it didn't hurt my plants. Oh, right, right. Very good. Well, it's a good way to kill the little wretches, isn't it? That's right. <laughs> I bet they suffered. <laughs> yeah, I bet they did. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that, Elvie. I'm sure someone's going to copy that straight away. Maybe right, Sue then. from Lampton, I think. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Thank you for the call. I really appreciate it. Okay. Bye. Bye. I think she was pouring it on the soil around the plant, not actually on the plant. It was she still to put it on the roots though. Oh yeah, true. Because they're in the roots, yeah. yeah. But she said, well, she was growing tomatoes and veggies, so oh, would have had to gone on the roots. But yeah, come up black, black and was it black and hard and dead? Black and hard and dead. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> moving on. <laughs> We're going to start thinking about planning our autumn annuals now. Ah, uh, we do, and now's the time. The rain has broken the drought, hasn't it? It has. Well, uh, well we think. Hope, hope, well. <laughs> Hopefully. Uh, yeah, it's time to talk about planting annuals. Uh, and that amounts to, at this time of year, um, pansies, stocks, primula, uh, poppies, yep. maybe a little bit later on, a little bit later on. But what you need to do, Greg, is um, if you're planting them in garden beds, you need to dig in some... I thought you'd remember. Chicken manure? Chicken manure, mm. yes. Oh, my gosh. You'll be able to do this program. No, I'll, I'll resign. I'll be in a few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, chicken manure, and you dig it in, and you've got to leave it for a week, though. If you plant straight into it, you're going to burn the new yep. little seedlings. Um, and, uh, and then um, you just um, 
keep doing the flourish once a week. Flourish for flowers. Mm, yep. Yep. But it's definitely a good time now to start digging in your poultry manure. But now next question you're going to ask me, what about if you're growing them in pots? Yes. Well, I'm assuming you don't put poultry manure in no, pots. No, no, you don't. So then you'll just use an all-purpose fertiliser, mm-hmm. um, particularly something like flourish that you put in water every week. You can put that on every single week. Oh, every week? Every week, yep. We do all the seedlings at the nursery once a week. So you don't let it settle for maybe two weeks? You just No. Okay. They love it. They really do. The plants absolutely adore it. So if you've got pots, well, you can't put the poultry manure in, so you need flourish for flowers and fertiliser. Excellent. Well, we've got a call. We've got Madeline from Hamilton, and she's got a question about potted ornamental pears. Right. Okay. Hello, Madeline. Hello. Hello, Madeline. Yes. Hello. What can I help you with, dear? Honest, obviously, you want to plant some pears, ornamental pears. I already have planted some ornamental pear trees, the Chanticleer. Um, we planted four, 75 litre. Uh, one's about eight metres tall, um, in December last year. And at first they thrived, lots of new growth and buds. Um, and now they're all the leaves are browning and curling, even the new growth. So they look quite stressed, which are making me stressed. <laughs> um, we've kept the water up, used sea salt, cow and compost and sugarcane mulch. And we also had a dig down to check that there's new growth, which there is. Right, right. And now I'm stuck. I don't know what to do next. <laughs> okay, now, silly question today, but prior to today, have you been watering those every single day? Every single day, yes, and around nine litres. So I've measured it out in a watering can. Right. Um, yeah. Well, at Hamilton, you wouldn't be getting any salt spray or anything, bad winds or anything. No, it's quite a protected yeah. yard. Yeah, look, I'm, I mean, I have to confess that it's happened to me at home with my magnolia teddy bears, but I was very slack on watering them. They're in a part of the garden that I can hardly reach with the hose, so they were starting to brown off and I, they were dropping leaves. I really think they've probably looked for water, Madeline. Okay, just keep up, maybe double the amount of water. On yeah, them. well, look, to be quite honest... Uh, you know, where we keep our outdoor stock at the nursery, we've been watering that twice a day. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, you think you've given them a good drink, but anything in pots, the water drains through quickly. Sure. And These are planted into the ground. Oh, into the ground. Oh, yes. sorry. I thought you That's had them right. in pots. No, they're along a fence line, um, and the idea is to, to have them as a sort of hedging above the fence when yes. they think up a bit tall, yeah. taller. Yeah. Well... I'd still be giving them two drinks a day because it takes a while for plants to get their root system functioning properly. Okay, okay. And is there any other kind of fertiliser you recommend that I should be using as we're coming into autumn? Uh, Yes, look, honestly, I'd just try uh, one that you put into water and Mm -hmm. that works fairly quickly. And there is a flourish uh, that's uh, created especially for green plants. Okay. Yeah. So they they would that would promote green growth for you. Great, I'll look at that. Um, perfect, yes, because 
at first they thought it was maybe the shock of um, you know being transplanted as a relatively mature tree, but now that the new growth is also starting to curl and, and crisp up, um, yes, I'm quite concerned. So I'll try uh, with it flourish. Now, yes, that's right, Madeline, but hang on. We've been talking about curl grubs. I wonder if you should dig down and make sure you haven't got any curl grubs there. Oh, yes, I've seen them in my potted plants, okay. Oh, yes, that could be the problem. They could be eating the roots of the other ones of the pears. Okay, I'll check that. Yeah. Well, it looks like everyone's got them from one suburb to the next, so (laughs) you might have them in Hamilton. I found them in uh, in the potted plants, and I thought I got a bad batch of maybe potting mix or something. Oh, um, no, 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 no. No, they're laid by the beetles. Oh, okay, right. And then uh, they hatch out and uh, they develop into those awful-looking um, curly things. So yeah, um, yeah. I'd check, now you're talking about that, um, if you found them in the garden, even in pots, you could well have them under those pears eating the roots. <sighs> okay. Okay, I will. It stops raining. Go out and and check. Um, and sorry, I did hear you talk earlier about how to get rid of those. Um, uh, it was carbral. Carbral. Okay. Carbral. Yep. Okay, I'll have a look at that. Thank you very much. I'll try both of those. Things. Okay. Thanks for the have call, Madeline. And I you. hope they survive. Oh, so do I. Yeah. I've invested quite heavily in them. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. We've got Kay from Tarawa, and she's looking for suggestions for planting now in a veggie patch. Oh, thank you, Kay. I should have mentioned that before. I was concentrating on flowers, wasn't I? That's fine. I just thought, seeing the weather's so unpredictable at the moment, I don't know what I'm meant to be planting in my veggie garden. Well, okay, you plant broccoli. Uh, you can plant um, cabbage. You can mm-hmm. plant silver beet, as you know, all year round. Uh, yep. You could plant um, uh, cauliflowers. Okay, so all the sort of winter veggies. Yes, still, well, that's right. They're still going to be all right at the moment? Oh, yes, no, go. now's the time to get them in because they take a while to develop. You can also okay. plant carrots now. Oh, carrots, okay then. Yeah. And beetroot? Uh, beetroot, yes, you could if you can find some. Oh, okay. Uh, then. <laughs> but um, uh, and I tell you what is lovely to plant now is rhubarb. Oh, okay. They love to go in at this time of year, and uh, then you can make pies, of course. Lovely. And um, what sort of flower? Um, I can't think of the word. Um, helps like it wasn't dandelions or something that you plant with them to stop the. Aphis and the bugs getting on them. Was it marigolds or something? Oh, it's marigolds. Yeah. Marigolds. Yeah, and you can plant marigolds all year round, incidentally, yes. Yeah, but they help reduce the bugs and that, don't they? They do. And a lot of people think um, that uh, basil does, but right. I still find that the bugs get on basil, but the perennial basil's very good. It goes on and on and on. It doesn't die off in winter. Yeah, well, I find lavender's very good at my back door to stop the bugs and the flies and mozzies coming in. Yes. That seems to be working. But, um, yeah, I knew there was something that you could plant with your veggies to stop them. Yeah, definitely the um, marigolds. Terrific. Thank you so much for your help. You're welcome, Kay. Thank you. Bye. Bye. It's Gardening Talk back on 2NURFM. And if you've got a question for Judy Sharp, you can give us a call, 49216216. And we've got Kerry from Cessnock. And she's got a question about the raspberry bush. Hi, Kerry. Is it going well, dear? 
Uh, it's going really, really well. Much, much better than it should have. I bought a tiny little raspberry plant in a little pot, just one innocent little stem, and it's now taken over half the yard. Um, <laughs> I, I have Googled how to um, prune it back, and there's just so many sort of conflicting articles on how to prune it, whether it, I read one where you're supposed to use a, um, a spade and drive the, the spade into the ground to chop all the runners off under the ground. I read another one that said chop them off at, at ground height. There was another one that said chop them off 10 inches high and, and sort of put a trellis around it and, um, you know, keep it under control like that. But it is out of control and I want to know what's the correct way of pruning it back. I don't want to kill it. I want some raspberries, but... Um, yeah, just want to know what's the right thing to do. I think it's a Nellie Kelly, but I'm not 100% sure. I can't remember. I put oh. in about six or eight months ago. Yeah, Nellie Kellys are generally um, um, passion fruit. Oh. Yeah. Oh, maybe it's not a Nellie Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> that that's irrelevant, isn't it? Look, yeah, um, yeah, whichever way you prune it, it will stimulate growth. Uh, so I don't know that that's the answer you're looking for. Oh. Perhaps um, maybe try and make that screen around it so it doesn't go rambling through the garden. Yeah, it's it's just so totally out of control. Well, you will have to prune it back, obviously. Um, is that fruiting now? It did get some, uh, a few raspberries on it a couple of months ago. That was another thing that Google said. You can get um, summer fruiting ones and autumn fruiting ones, I think it was. But um, it did have a few, uh, a few fruits, fruit on it probably, oh, I don't know, maybe three months ago. Right, uh, right. Not a great lot because, as I said, it's only been in the ground for six or eight months, but um, so it did have, a, it had a few on it, um, but it's just growing like blazes now and it, I can't stop it. It sounds like, though, it's putting all the um, fruiting into the growth uh, because they are a rambling bush, as you know. Um, mm. So I think, you know, stand back, prune, you know, prune off what length you don't want um, and don't fertilise it because that will only encourage it to run a little bit more. Mm, um, no, I've never fed it or fertilised it. It's doing this all on its own. Yeah, but we do we do want it to fruit. So mm. then I'd use some sulphate of potash. Oh, okay. When when should I be doing that? Well, my I've I would find that do you, I think you've probably got a summer variety. Yeah, I think I think so. Yeah, well, now it's a bit late to do it now this year, isn't it? So um, uh, perhaps when we get to spring, I'd be yep. doing the fr the fertilising then. But cut it back now. Oh yes, yes, definitely. Otherwise, I probably won't get be able to get to the side of the house by springtime. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've done very well. Has <laughs> done very well. But I I did buy some lovely ones in a packet the other day. <laughs> yeah, nice no, and fresh and probably but, what I should be doing, I think. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, darling. I hope that helps you. I'm sorry, it's a bit bit hard when we can't see the raspberry bush, but I'm guessing about it. Oh, I can see it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Thank you very Kerry. Much for that, really. Thank you, dear. Thanks. Bye. Bye bye. Cheers, thanks, Kerry. It's Guarding Talk back on two and you are at FM. And Judy, we're sadly running out of time for another week. It's just flown by that second half hour. We have. We didn't even get to talk about your limes. No, we didn't, and they're 
they're desperate, but I'm going to go home and when, when it fines up, they're going to get malathon and white oil on that white woolly scale. All right. <laughs> Finally get rid of it. Yes. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com. <laughs>